0: We have 1% of all originators in the United States, Mr. John Kolb. Hi, John. What's up, guys? How are you today? Good, good. John's been with us 23 and a half years since graduating the infamous Michigan State University on the banks of the Red Cedar River in East Lansing, Michigan. John is a proud Spartan. And uh, go green, John. Go white, buddy. And we have Mr. Kevin Stewart from the Stewart Team Real Estate in downtown Rochester, Michigan, a beautiful area. Mr. Kevin Stewart is extremely experienced in all things real estate. He is not only a friend of our show, but he is a friend of many in the Rochester College community. He's a proud graduate of Rochester College, uh, who I've had the proud, proud... Uh, opportunity to coach against their baseball teams and basketball teams in the past. Kevin Stewart, how are you this fine Wednesday, June 9th? I am very, very good. It's good to be on the show, as always. Kevin, as a real estate partner with us, and you're out in the market, there's a lot of concern. I'm going to quote a Yahoo Finance article for you today, and I want to get your opinion on this because there's several ways we can go on this. It's extremely important, and we're going to talk about the temperature of the housing market, specifically to you, Kevin, and in your area. But you want to know something it feels like. And Yahoo Finance, they, they're taking the temperature out there, and they're thinking that the United in the United States, consumers are souring on the housing market's buying conditions. In other words, they view it as people are pulling back because of the lack of inventory, multiple offers, all the conditions that you have to put in. It's just not a favorable buy a favorable buying market
1: right now. And and what are you experiencing right now? I, I think we are absolutely experiencing what I'm calling and our company's calling buyer fatigue. Uh, I think that buyers are tired. The ones that have been out there that been been going at it most of the year trying to find a home are flat out tired. Uh, they're having a hard time getting outbid. Um, putting putting. Offers on properties, twenty dollars or $30,000 over asking price and not getting the house. Um, trying to find every way they can to get a consumer edge to get their offer accepted. And they're, they're, they're fatigued. They really are tired. Um, and there's still advantages and reasons for them that we're giving them to stay engaged on that. But it's not easy. And I I I really believe the the word is fatigue. Uh they're just tired. They're tired of what they're experiencing out there and wanting to see and experience more inventory, not have to deal with some of these issues. Yeah,
0: I like that word. I'm a wordsmith and I like the word fatigue. John, how do you feel and what are you seeing?
2: Well, yes, things are starting to slow down. I think they're coming back to a little bit of normalcy. Um I agree with Kevin that there are buyers out there that are just done with uh, these ridiculous offers and not getting them and, you know, having their heart set on something and then broken. Um, but, you know, the news is the news. You're always going to get something that's exaggerated just so you can get it to read. So, I, you know, that article that you're reading, it's, it's a beat writer trying to get somebody to read his article. But in the real world where people actually work, uh, we're talking about, you know, people are still out there buying. We're still very, very busy. And, uh, But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that it comes back to a little bit of normalcy where we don't have the $30,000, $40,000 over, uh, over asking price bids so that we can make this more of a competitive market for everybody and make it uh, an opportunity for everybody to be a homeowner.
0: Yep. Well, let me ask you this, fellas. I'm going to start with you. Go back to you, Kevin. And I'm going to say this to you. If we're going to use the word fatigued, and people are in a competition to go ahead and purchase a home. Doesn't it make it better for the people who aren't experiencing that fatigue to go ahead? Maybe they're not going to be in competition with as many people looking as they were before. So how many houses are people looking at now before they get an offer accepted, even if they do get an offer accepted? And in the future, if people are suffering for the fatigue it's just going to lessen the competition,
1: isn't it, Kevin? Absolutely. I think you're right there. I think you're spot on. Um, I, most of our buyers are, I mean, if we're doing our job right, we're, you know, engaging on understanding what they're trying to find. Um, usually we have people making offers on properties within, you know, three to five houses, right? They see three to five houses and they're jumping because we, we set them up and we, we set the bar of expectation proper for what they need to do. Um, and so our buyers we're seeing that it's, it's, not like they're looking at 30 homes because there's not 30 homes to see, right? So, um, they are, they are jumping very quickly on making offers on properties when they see something they like. Um, so that's kind of the first side of that question. And the second side is, I, I think you're right that, and, and we're noticing it because I, um, you know, I, I know you guys know this, but anybody who's watching or listening, to this podcast may not know this. I actually focus, um, primarily on the listing side. So I work with sellers day in and day out. I can tell you we're not getting as many offers on properties as we were 2 months ago. We aren't. That's a great point. I've got I've got a I've got a caveat to that.
0: There's a follow up to that, which is the only reason why I'm interrupting you. Mm-hmm. So if buyers are getting fatigued and there are less buyers, then sellers must be getting a little bit more fatigue because they're seeing less people come through their home, right, Kevin?
1: Yeah, what they're doing is they're they're hearing the rumors and they they are coming in with this set expectation that 90 people are going to come into their house and they're going to get 35 offers and they're going to get $100,000 over asking price. Like that's legitimately yep. what their brain and what their community and what the papers, what the news is telling them is going to happen. When it doesn't happen, if their house doesn't sell in 48 hours, they are freaking out. Literally, I mean, they will, they will literally call us and say, what did we do wrong? Guys, we didn't do anything wrong, right? We, we put a price on the house that was the bid up price, like the, the multiple offers top dollar price because people are upping, upping, upping what they're asking for their homes. And so what that's going to do in time is settle things out a little bit. And sometimes getting an asking price offer and taking it isn't a bad thing because that may be the best number you were ever gonna get because it's the inflated number. It's not that the market isn't performing right. It's that the market's performing a little differently than what it was because I think we now have set up and caught up to the expectation of what's actually gonna happen. And so we may only get one or two, maybe three offers on a property where before we were getting 20 because we didn't know how to price it. We now are a little more educated because we're six months deep on this craziness And we're able to price these homes a little more accordingly. And so in time, I think it's going to start, that's, what's going to start to balance things out. And the buyers that are patient, like you said, that maybe are willing to go past the fatigue and push a little harder, need to not be scared on some of these houses to go in and just write a good offer. It doesn't have to be crazy. Just start with, just write a good offer. If, and then if you need to bid it up, you bid it up, but just go in and write a good offer. I agree with that, Kevin, that is well thought out,
0: that is well spoken, and that's what's going to happen. Now, John Kolb, to you on the street, you have a lot of pre-approval letters out, I know. How are your buyers feeling right now? Are they going to stick it out, or are they going to throw their hands up and say, I'm, I'm going to wait, I'm out, I'm going to wait, are you getting a little bit of both? Let's talk about the fatigue factor, and then are your buyers pushing through the fatigue factor and becoming more astute and more aware and a little bit more patient?
2: Yeah, I mean, you get a little bit of everybody, right? You get somebody who's who's anxious to get out there and find something and happy that this market is starting to turn around so that not as many offers are being presented. And then you get the other people that are just fed up and throw their arms up in the air and say, okay, I'm going to rent for the next two years until this dies down. You know, um, so, you know, it's a mix of everything. I, you know, my, my number one thing is if you want to get into a home, then, then actively do it, fight through what's going on out there, whether it's uh, a buyer's market, seller's market, whatever the case may be, and, and find that home that's going to be best suited for you at the price that's best suited for you. And, and you can make it work. You got to set yourself up with a good team. Like Kevin said, you know, you, the, he, he prepares his people up front uh, and so that they are aware of what to expect. And, you know, like he said, there's only three or four or five offers coming in versus 20. But guess what, seller? You only accept one offer. So, you know, three, four or five may be the same the same value as 20 offers because you're getting the same the same value or the same purchase price being uh, offered on your home, and it doesn't really matter that you didn't get all, all those offers. So,
1: and but, the, the truth is, yeah. you only need one great offer, right? You don't need twenty right. offers. You literally don't. You as a seller don't need that. You need one great offer that has great terms. If that great offer comes across the table and you have the opportunity, snag that offer. You know, yep. snatch it, snatch it up. Like there's nothing wrong with that. You know, some can, some sellers right now think that if they do that, they're they're wasting. They're leaving something on the table. I, the juice isn't worth the squeeze because you don't want to go to week three. Week nope. three. Kevin, ne- week three. Now they think something's wrong. So Kevin, we've got we've got I, that
2: perfect scenario with uh, a client that we are we mo- we both mutually know mm-hmm. that had an offer that was presented to them. It fell through. A backup offer came uh, through twenty some thousand dollars less than the original offer, but that original offer was never real. So yeah. you got to just look past that and say, "Hey, they offered at the uh, the asking price, the listing price. Be happy with it. Move yeah. on. That twenty grand was never in your pocket.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was fake, right? It was. It's not right. done until it's done. And so, yeah, again, setting the bar all, is important. I think it's
0: all marketing, Kevin. I think it's all marketing in the real estate community. And uh, just a shout out to Becky Alley, Harvey Fried, Lisa Lawson, uh, our regular panel. They're on Realtor. Appointment realtor partner appointment meetings because everybody's now going back to face to face. But to Becky has above, now go joined ahead and here. piggyback on what you said, Kevin. Hi, is Becky on it? Yep, Becky, I just can't says, see. You, so so I apologize for that, but right, Becky, so he's blind. I you, Kev, yeah, I can't see. I'm operating in the blind here, Becky. So I've not now have you in the rotation. But Kevin, I agree with what you're what you're saying. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. If you have a good offer. You don't need three, five, 10 offers. That's just for somebody to say, hey, look at, look at how many offers I can bring you. you there's only one offer that's going to be accepted. Take the best offer, the one that makes the most sense, not the sexiest one, but the one that's going to be the least amount of hassle and you know somebody has been pre-approved for the mortgage, they're going to close on time. You're not going to have any problems with them. And by the way, everybody out there in podcast land, Um, John Cole, Becky Alley, Harvey Freed, Lisa Lawson, Kevin Stewart, myself. We've been around the block a few times. And sometimes buyers and sellers come with a little baggage. And if they're giving you a hard time up front, how do you think it's going to be during the transaction, Becky Alley?
3: Yeah, I mean, we talk about the self-sabotagers all day long. Uh, it's human nature. Sometimes I feel like they just don't, even, you know, know any better. So, you know, as soon as you sign a contract, you, a time starts ticking, right? And there is a, you know, a date that everyone is targeting on the purchase agreement, and everyone knows that if you close on a, if you close on a Monday instead of a Friday, everyone's face literally will melt off right off their face, right? So it's like everyone. You know, we'll combust if you don't, if you close out a Monday versus a Friday. So part of that timeline is the buyer being organized and getting us those documents up front. And if you are disorganized and we're constantly having, you know, to harass you for pay subs and W2s, and then everyone's wondering why we have to extend a, a purchase agreement date. Um, you know, that's going to be a problem because everyone's going to be looking at us as the lender. Now, keep in mind, it's not always buyers, you know, delaying things. You have title, you have appraisal, you have all these things. But obviously, any lender's efficiency is contingent upon how quickly everyone gets us the documentation because we are the ones that have to fully process this file and approve it because we are bringing the money to the table.
0: Excellent. It is Wednesday, June 9th. This is the Hardcore Mortgage Podcast brought to you by Capital Mortgage Funding, always powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, Equal Housing Lender, and MLS number 2289. We're joined by Kevin Stewart, Becky Alley, and John Cole. Both those originators are in the top 1% in the nation, and Kevin Stewart is the almighty all-powerful in Rochester and surrounding area. Kevin, I'm going to ask you another question. Um we see it all the time. This always brings up some craziness. And uh, I've got to deal with a lot of appraisal situations right now. Is it still
1: happening in your area? Because it's still happening in our office. Yeah, it's still happening. We're still, the, I, the appraisers haven't necessarily caught up. Well, some of them, let's say, haven't caught up. Um, With the times, uh, but some of them have. Some of them, when you have a conversation with them, are very realistic about the situation. Um, We've actually done something recently that I think has started to help. Um, When we do get three, four, five, six offers, uh, and they're all really, really high and above asking price, um, we set those offers in the kitchen on the table uh, so that when the appraiser comes through, he can see that this is not just one person that was willing to pay this price. There were five or six people that were willing to pay this price. Um, And so sometimes that can help the appraiser say, well, hey, look, a lot of people are willing to pay this price. So market value says that it could be this. Does it help? Is it going to make it happen? I don't know. It depends on the appraiser. But I can tell you some of those appraisers have asked, how many offers did you get? What were they? And sometimes they are appreciating that. And it seems to hold a little bit of weight and clout with some of these appraisers. So, um, Yeah, it certainly can't help, Kevin. It certainly can't i'm sorry i
0: apologize i misspoke it certainly can't hurt yeah some appraisers don't want to be told what to do it can't hurt but some of them don't like to be told what to do because they think their rembrandt and their appraisers appraisals a work of art and we see that all the time and that's why we use an, an amc an appraisal management company because we as originators are not allowed to talk to appraisers we cannot unduly influence their opinion i think you the realtor community can help us by laying out the comps by laying out the offers and giving that information to the appraiser because there are some appraisers that will already have information there are other appraisers that you know don't but it's like everything in life john kolb i'm gonna ask you this question do you have any appraisal issues right now of course
2: if you're if you're if you're not busy you're not having you're having appraisal issues so there you go I mean, yeah, of course there's appraisal issues. I mean, we still got offers out there that are well over a uh, listing price and they're coming in low. But you know what? We always do it the right way. We always inform the client, inform the, the agents, and we all work together to try to, to get it to the closing table. And that's the only way that you can do it. Um, you know, sometimes they get resolved. Sometimes they meet in the middle. Sometimes there's no budget at all. But, you know, at that point, we are uh, still working to get that contract and those people to the closing table so that everybody has a happy healthy transaction and that's just part yeah. of working with a great team and you know dealing with you know appraisers appraisers are a shot in the dark we have some really good friends that are appraisers uh, but you know you're not always going to get those people to do your transactions for you in fact you hardly ever do and you know the ones that you do get sometimes they've got to stick up their you know what just because they think that they're god and they get to control the, the market out there And they don't want to listen to any rational reason that the realtor or we may bring to the table. Uh, But then you get the ones that are really good, nice to work with, and we try to applaud them as much as we can uh, so that they know that we're appreciative of them listening and understanding and explaining why they can or cannot use uh, the comps that we are hoping that they could use. And there's no pushing. There's no uh, fighting about it. It's just, can we make this transaction a smooth, good transaction for everybody? And what's the best way to do that?
0: Yeah, we have a rebuttal process that we check. There's a series of checks and balances that we check up on the appraisal with. And Becky, last word on the appraisal situation. You and I, right now, we have a unique one. Uh, Let's talk about that one. And then we're going to go around the table for the last word because we're going to wrap it up. But Becky, let's talk about the one that you and I have. You have one that's a new construction. And all of a sudden, kind of at the 11th hour, what happened?
3: All right, so uh, I... Everything is exactly as it should be, we got the appraisal, it came in at the purchase price. The moment that we got notification that the appraisal was going to be released to us and I could see that the value came in at the purchase price, the builder then sent a addendum stating that the purchase price now was being increased by 15000 due to the increase of lumber cost. So in that situation, you know, because people think that new construction, these prices are locked in, they are not. And it was the builder did not notify anyone of any change order until after the appraisal was done, knowing that this appraisal was already scheduled because they had to go through them to schedule it. Right. So had we maybe had some information that they're going to do a change order, maybe the, you know, the appraiser could have you know, made some adjustments ahead of time um, because obviously they know what the purchase price is. And most appraisers are not going to go above and beyond a purchase price because they know what the target value is because they have the purchase agreement. So now we're in a position where we're having to work backwards. Um, can we work it out? Yes. Um, can the buyer put less down to kind of make the bottom line be exactly as it was before? Yes. Um, but is that what he wants to do ideally? No. So we are working uh, with that appraiser, with that builder. We have additional comps that do support you know, that, that higher purchase price. However, this is something that is going to be taking place quite more often with these new constructions, with the inflation of these lumber costs.
0: Yeah, I think that's uh, excellent for people to let know on this podcast. Uh, we are a consumer advocacy podcast. Um, we want to set people up for success, and we believe with the experience level, the content, and the people that we bring on this podcast, like Kevin Stewart, um, and we believe that we're doing the community of service and just letting everybody know this is the hardcore mortgage real estate we'll business podcast. We give it to you like is. We tell you the straight story. And with that, Kevin, you are going to lead us off on the last word. Last word for the day on June 9, 2021
1: is? Hey, I just, market's red hot out there. Don't be scared. Stay away from fatigue. It's okay. It'll be okay. The market is the market, but find a way to take advantage of it. Don't be scared to go out there and try. It doesn't hurt to continue to keep pumping down the road. So uh, there's a lot of advantages and a lot of opportunities in the real estate market right now. Make a good phone call hire the right people and get it done. There you go. Thanks on Mr. John Kolb. I'm
2: just going to piggyback off of that and say, yeah, I mean, you know, now that the market's kind of slowing down a little bit for those people out there that didn't have luck before you may have luck. Now contact your professional uh, mortgage person and also realtor, just to make sure that you are not missing the boat. And like Kevin said, it doesn't cost you a dime to make a couple phone calls and uh, find out if it's the right time for you to do something you might get the best of both worlds you might be able to find that house that you're loving and wanting at at a better price now and still be able to sell yours for a slightly increased price who knows you can't you won't know till you ask there
0: you go thanks a lot for that john and becky alley
3: um there's opportunity everywhere whether you're looking to buy sell stay refinance renovate your home you know, it's just a matter of you know figuring out what your goals are, what your objectives are, and making sure you have a team behind you that are going to help you obtain those goals. You know, we're obviously here whether you work with us or you don't. We're always going to be advocates for whoever wants to speak with us. I know Kevin's the same way; um, he's not afraid to shoot someone straight and be like, "Hey, no, that doesn't make sense." And, you know, that's the point of what we, you know, we do every week, every day, every minute of every hour that we speak to people. So um, we're here to help. But, yeah, don't be discouraged. There's a lot of noise out there. So you need to separate that and just make sure you have people that um, are going to advocate for you and be on your side and, and steer you in the right direction.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love all the great advice out there. This is really hardcore, beautiful advice, and straight talk. Uh, we're the only podcast that will tell you straight, straight up. We're not afraid to. Uh, to let you know, and we hope we're not offending anybody. Maybe my voice just offends people in general, you guys. But <laughs> for uh, for Mr. John Kolb, our special guest, Kevin Stewart from the Stewart Real Estate Team in downtown Rochester, Michigan. For Becky Alley, my name is Harry Glanz. I appreciate you listening, and we'll be back next week. But don't forget to join us for the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. on 97.1 sports radio in detroit this is our 22nd year and we look forward to dispensing some serious advice saturday mornings as well thank you everybody and for our producer roberto boshane in the booth producer director roberto thank you as always we appreciate your efforts